listening to the Psych Central Podcast, where guest experts in the fields of psychology and mental health share thought-provoking information using plain, everyday language. Here's your host, Gabe Howard. Welcome to this week's episode of the Psych Central Podcast. Calling into the show today, we have Ken Foster. Ken is not only a best-selling author and syndicated radio host in over 100 countries, he's an expert on courage and is helping people redefine themselves through courageous living. Ken, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Hey, I really appreciate you being here. Let's talk about courage. Because when most people hear the word courage, they think of, you know, running into a burning building, saving people. And I imagine it's it's much more complicated than that. How do you define courage? Well, courage, as you may know, comes from the Latin word "cur," which means to speak one's heart. So it really doesn't have much to do with running into burning buildings. Courage, I found it's it's a feeling that you can actually feel in your body. Just like you can feel fear, your heartbeat might start pounding, your brain might start getting foggy and shut down, right? You can feel fear. You can feel courage too, but courage is almost the opposite feeling. You have a sense of expansion, you have a sense of power, you have a sense of, I can accomplish this in your mind. You start having powerful thoughts uh, going through you. I would say in terms of today, courage is almost a frequency. You can tune your radio dial to fear, or you can turn your radio dial to courage, right? Or to strength or power or passion. So courage is a lot more than what we think about, uh, what we've defined it in the past. It really is a powerful force within all of us that we can use to transform our lives. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because you have a new book out, The Courage to Change Everything. And in the book, you talk about the importance of becoming aware of our inner genius. Can you elaborate on that? I sure can. So our inner genius has to do with the mind. It has to do with us tuning in. You know, most people focus on and most psychologists focus on the conscious and subconscious mind. But there's a third mind, and it's a superconscious mind, or we might call it our intuition. Some people might call it a gut feeling. For most people, that is undeveloped. They might have a, a gut feeling about one thing, and then they go to have a gut feeling about something else, and it's totally off. But we can develop that inner genius. We can tap into that mind on a consistent basis by a couple things, by a couple ways. One, we can get still and quiet our thoughts. I've been a meditator for the last several decades, and I've learned how to just stop stop the mind, realize that I've got a lot of thoughts floating by my mind all the time, okay? And I can pick any of those thoughts to focus on, but really I'm the observer of the thoughts. So I can get into a place where I calm the mind and tune into that part of myself. And another way I can do this, because I realized that With the right questions, we can access higher states of consciousness within ourselves. For instance, a simple question that anybody can ask is, if I was courageous, what would I do today? If I was courageous, what are the next steps I would take in my life? That is a simple question, but when you start to ask that, it changes what you're focusing on. It changes your energy. You start moving in a direction of possibility that uh, a lot of times we don't have when we feel stuck. But uh, a lot of that's in the book. What I did is I laid it out in a way that every day people can 
drip astute wisdom into their mind with some, combining it with some courageous strategies and some time-tested wealth principles. What happens is that when you do this on a little daily basis, right, only takes 10 minutes a day or so, what happens is, in fact, you're going to step into what I believe is your natural state of greatness. I imagine that you have to be pretty self-aware for any of this to work, because a lot of the things that you just described, I'm thinking, am I even aware that this is going on in my own life? What role does self-awareness play in having courage to make a change and, and to do something as big as changing your whole life? What I found in my own life, I started this path about 25 years ago. And at that time, I was in a place where I was estranged from my family. I was surrounded myself by a bunch of kind of low-life friends. I was making a ton of money, but spending all of it. I was living in a city that I didn't want to live in. And I was in a place where I was like, why am I doing this? Why is life showing up this way for me? And I thought, I need to make some changes. And I didn't know really how to make those changes. I went to a therapist and he gave me some insights. Actually, the greatest insight that therapist gave me, I was with him for a year, is I started hearing this inner voice saying, you've got to feel the pain to make the change, feel the pain to make the change. I went to the therapist and I told him, this is what I keep hearing. And he says to me, he says, I can't help you anymore. Follow that voice. I was like, wow, I, I can't believe I came to him because I was hearing voices. <laughs> but he, he was right. <laughs> he was right. I needed to follow that inner wisdom. Okay, we all have that. So how do we become aware? We start to become aware by the results we're getting. I became aware at looking at the results that I was getting. There were dismal results in relationship, in finance. I had no spiritual life. In my career, things were not going well. So I looked at the results and I thought, that's what we need to focus on. So if you're not getting the right results, then what has to happen is you have to say, okay, what's got me here? Well, there's only one thing that's got you there, and that's your greatest thinking. If you could have thought differently, you would have done differently. I guarantee everybody would do differently if they knew how to get the results they want. So I wrote this book. This book drips on your mind every single day so that you can start reprogramming your thinking with success thoughts. You know, I, I have an affirmation I've said for years, the perfume of success thoughts blows in me, blows in me. The perfume of success. I just love that because I am tuned into success thoughts and I want anybody that comes in my space to be able to tune into those success thoughts so that they too can create more success in whatever area of life you're working on. We know that the world is moving faster than ever. And, you know, people are stressed out. People are panicking. People are, are burning out. And finally, the World Health Organization has officially recognized burnout as a syndrome. I think this ties in a lot because I think I think that people need the courage to change their lives because their lives aren't working for them anymore. Is there any insight that you can share about how it takes courage to avoid being overwhelmed? Well, it takes courage to look at ourselves. It takes courage to understand that we don't have to stay stuck. A lot of times people come to me in my coaching practice over the last 24 years. I've worked with entrepreneurs running companies, three, $400 million companies. I've worked with individuals just starting out. And I tell you this, they all have a lot in common, right? And one is overwhelmed. 
And, you know, when they come, they always feel like a victim to this overwhelm. It's like, I can't slow down. Don't you know, I've got bills to pay or I've got company uh, employees that are depending on me, whatever. And I have to do this and I have to do that. There's a lot of have to, should and musts involved with overwhelm. And so if one says, wait a second, I'm the one generating the overwhelm. I'm the one creating this in my own life. I'm the one making the choices that is creating the overwhelm. We take back our power and it takes courage to do that. It takes courage to step into that part of ourselves that really has the answer, that inner genius. And not only to tune into your intuitive side, because you know what to do. If you ask the right questions and you look at your results, you go, this is not working. I know I've got to change something here. So part of that is this inner game. We, we look at our courage and we say, listen, I'm taking full responsibility for everything that's showing up in my life. Even all the stuff that I don't even like, even the stuff I want to blame everybody for. I want to blame my wife or my kid or my, or my boss. I'm taking responsibility for that because it's ultimately us that are making the choices that are creating the overwhelm and stress in our lives. Now, this isn't good news for some of you. I know that you're listening. You're going, this guy's full of it. I, I don't, I listen, if you only had my life, and I want to say this, I've had your life. I've had your life many times. And I've created overwhelm in, in a lot of different areas of my life. But each time when I find this, stop, S-T-O-P, stop, slow down. If you want to succeed, you need to slow down to succeed and take some time to calm your mind, go out, walk in nature, do whatever you need to do to get back to you. And then you'll start to realize that every choice you're making is either creating chaos and overwhelm or power, calmness and peace in your life. One of the things that you encourage people to do is act now, do what they love now and not later. I'm a big planner and I want to put everything off until tomorrow. So I, I kind of have an understanding that you're going to say, hey, you know, seize the moment. There's no time like the present. Don't put off your dreams. But why do you say it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you a story. Last year, October of last year, I was on a stage here in San Diego. And the fellow that I was on stage with, he was playing a song. He was a keynote speaker playing a song, playing on his guitar. And I just saw how he moved the audience. So I got up on stage and I said, you know what? I put my guitar down 10 years ago and I am going to be back on this stage. I'm going to sing you guys a song next year. And the audience loved it. But I got off stage and I thought, wow, what did I just do? And why did I say that? Well, we were talking at the time about doing things you love to do and not putting them off. And I love playing music. I love it. I've been playing all my life, but I put it aside, right? So I thought, I'm going to do this. So I hired a singing coach. I took classes on how to songwrite. I really got into it. My family backed me. They bought me a new guitar because I didn't have one for my birthday. So ultimately, I got back into what I love to do. Now, this culminated in me singing a song on our anniversary to my wife in front of 50 women, right? And I've never really sang in public before. I sang one time in my life in public. So I've been doing that. And so the point of the story, not only did I do and get back into what I loved, it stretched me every point of the way. The singing voices helped my voice on radio. I have a radio show. 
taking the music lessons helped my concentration and focus and helped my mind think in different ways. It opened up a whole new world of understanding of how to hear sound, how to hear music, how to connect with people. All this came out of following what I love to do. So I believe this. We're all here growing, evolving, and becoming a better version of ourselves. Well, all of us think those are the ones that are actually working on themselves are doing that. The rest of us that aren't working on ourselves, okay, and I include myself because in certain areas I'm not, but the ones that aren't working on themselves, they're just staying stagnant in that area, right? But for the rest, you're growing, you're evolving, you're becoming all you can be. So if we start doing what we love, by the way, all kinds of uh, speaking events and all kinds of other things came my way in the business side of this because of this following my heart, following my love. If you're not doing something that you love, that you really love, you're really limiting yourself, your life. I, I think that's really awesome. And I like what you said there. So my next question is, how important is it to look to the past when determining how we should move forward to create future success? Because if we're going to do it right now, and we're not going to wait until later, we can't just ignore everything that we've done up until this moment, right? That seems sort of counterintuitive just to immediately end one thing to immediately start something out. So how do we move forward, especially so rapidly? The past is an interesting uh, concept, right, to even deal with. And I say that because some people are really good at just moving on, moving past the past, taking their experiences and, and bringing it into the future. Other people, not so much. They get stuck in the past. They get stuck. Let's say yeah, I work with a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs. So if they started a, a venture or a business and they hired the wrong people, some of them tend to not want to take that risk again. They don't find their courage again. It's like, uh, you know, I'm no good at hiring. I'm no good at uh, doing X, Y, Z. Well, of course, by defining themselves as I am no good or I can't do this, they really limit themselves. So it's driven from the past. But what I want to say about that is we really create our future in the moment. Each moment is creating their future. Each moment that we are present, that we are moving forward, that we are thinking in a positive, upbeat way, we are creating a positive, upbeat future. If we're thinking in a downtrodden, negative way, most likely it's out picturing in our actions and creating a future that we may not want. So I believe in the moment, as we create our future, and I've worked with so many individuals on their intentions and their goals and their dreams, when we get clear that in the moment we are actually generating that dream and what's going to happen with any dream, it doesn't really matter who you are. It's like a seed in the ground. You plant a seed and all of a sudden now that seed has to go through the earth. Once it comes up through the earth, now the bugs are going to try to attack it. Now the sunlight's going to try to fry it. You know, there's going to be a lot of challenges for that little seed. And the same thing with any seed we plant. Those seeds, if we continue to move forward with that dream, with that seed, it takes courage to do this, right? Because when things look like they're all falling apart, most people stop. But the ones that create success look at what's all falling apart and realize that's just there to make them stronger, to help them grow, or maybe to help them realize that, you know, they may need to move in another direction or let go of people or places or things, but it is there. 
for us to expand ourselves, become more powerful and tune in. And all of that, all of that takes courage. And if we haven't developed the courage, if we don't realize what courage can really do for us, if we haven't tuned into that inner genius that's inside of us, that's pushing us and calling us to move forward with our courage, then what happens is we get stuck time and time and time again. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsor. Want real, no boundaries talk about mental health issues from those who live it? Listen to the Not Crazy podcast, co-hosted by a lady with depression and a guy with bipolar. Visit psychcentral.com slash not crazy or subscribe to Not Crazy on your favorite podcast player. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Secure, convenient, and affordable online counseling. All counselors are licensed, accredited professionals. Anything you share is confidential. Schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist whenever you feel it's needed. A month of online therapy often costs less than a single traditional face-to-face session. Go to BetterHelp.com forward slash Psych Central and experience seven days of free therapy to see if online counseling is right for you. BetterHelp.com forward slash Psych Central. We're back talking with Ken Foster about courage. One of the things that you talk about is that it's possible to reinvent yourself at any age. Listen, I'm only 42 years old, so I I recognize that I'm not old, but I'm not young. I'm middle-aged, but that just sounds like nonsense. I'm like, no, no, no. Once you hit about, you know, 20, like you're just, you're just set in your ways forever. But I imagine that you don't believe that. (laughs) Well, not only do I believe it, I, I live this. I live this life that I talk about. So at 42 years old, I had torn up my uh, left knee several years earlier. I had a medial meniscus tear. And a doctor went in and operated on it. And I remember that was the most painful thing I'd ever been on in my whole life, been through. And uh, my knee was swollen for several months. And I could barely walk. And I stopped pretty much exercising, doing anything. At 42. What motivated me was a woman, and uh, she was a walker. She loved to walk. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll start walking with this woman because I really wanted to be with her, right? So that started it. So I started walking, and then one day I, I thought, well, maybe I could run. And I ran 100 yards, and I went, wow, that's amazing. I didn't realize I could even run again. I thought I was done at 42. And then I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to keep running. So I kept running. I met a guy on the uh, – his name was Goss. Goss Lindsay was his name. He had run a, a, under a four-minute mile in high school. <laughs> and he started training me how to run. Next thing I knew, I was doing marathons. Next thing I knew, I was doing triathlons. Next thing I knew, I was uh, competing at the World Triathlon Meet in Penticton, um, British Columbia with 3,500 other athletes, right? Can we reinvent ourselves? Well, I can tell you, I completely reinvented myself. And today, I'm still a triathlete. I still work out. I still run, bike, and swim. But you wouldn't have known that at 42. So the simple answer to the question, of course, then is that we really can reinvent ourselves at any age. And that not only have you, but other people have as well. So that makes me ask how? Because I think that like you say, people are listening. They're like, yeah, that's not true. People can't do that. And, and I'll be perfectly self-disclosing. I'm agreeing with the naysayers. How can we do it? Well, it all starts in the mind. It all starts with letting go of our limiting thinking and also our program thinking from society. So we have a lot of limits that are placed on us. 
when we're tuning into the TV constantly, we're tuning into other people's opinions of what we what reality should look like and how it can be and what's possible for you. Quite frankly, we have to start to let go of those that way of thinking and start to tune into what it is that we really want to do. I had a fellow on my radio show yesterday who had reinvented himself. He didn't want to reinvent himself. He loved his life. He had created massive amounts of wealth. He was traveling the world. He was doing a lot of really good in the world. And he got a um, serious disease. It crippled him. He was going blind. and he, It took him four years to recover from it. But he, he said, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because what had happened to him is that he had gotten caught up in this world that basically says, the bigger the house, the bigger the, the car, the, uh, the prettier the wife, the more you have, the happier you are. And he realized that wasn't true at all. He has more happiness in his life today. Now he's out speaking, training, he's writing books and doing things that he's completely reinvented himself, right? He went from this mergers and acquisition specialist in Silicon Valley to this keynote speaker who's out you know, changing the world. So can we do this? Yes, we can do this, but we have to change up the way we think. Again, I wrote the book, The Courage to Change Everything, so that we could start to rethink the ways that we've been programmed. So I'm teaching individuals the important psycho-spiritual methods for harmonious development and full expression of your latent capabilities. Another way, I, you know, I reinvented me. I couldn't spell in school. I, was to, I didn't know grammar at all. And uh, thank God for spell check, right? But 15 years ago, my wife challenged me, hey, why don't you write a book? And I didn't really have any capability at the time, but I had potential. And I thought, you know what? It resonates with me. I like it. I've been journaling for years. I said, okay, I'm going to take this challenge on. And I learned and expanded and grew and did what I need to do to become a best-selling author. So can we reinvent ourselves? Absolutely. Do we have to live the same way physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, consistently with where the past has been? No. The past doesn't equal our future unless we keep our same beliefs. If we keep our same beliefs, then yes, the past will equal the future. We're about out of time. It goes so quickly, Ken. I am glad that you were on the show. I have one final question for you. I imagine that in order to fire forward, we need to ignite our courage. How can we best do that? Well, best way to ignite courage, first of all, Figure out one area of your life that's not working. I don't care what it is. Maybe a relationship, career, health. Set your intention to heal that or develop that or grow that, whatever you need to do in that specific area. Set a strong intention. Get clear with some steps. Steps right now. One, two, three. Three steps that you're going to take to move forward with making that dream come true. Now, here's where the courage comes in. You can set the goals, you can set the dream, you can set the intentions, you can take three steps. But the fourth step and the fifth step and the sixth step, that's where you courage. You're going to have to develop it. Because what's going to happen, just like I said earlier on in the show, is that you're going to be tested. There's a lot of things that will come up your way to test your resolve. Can you, do you have the resolve? Even if you don't believe that you can accomplish it now, I don't, it doesn't matter. Find the courage to take steps in the direction of your dream on a consistent daily basis 
And eventually, that dream will come true. The book I wrote, The Courage to Change Everything, has 365 days. Every day, you can go in and spend about 10 minutes reprogramming your thinking, tuning into success thoughts, to wisdom. This, this isn't my principles. These principles have been around the planet for years, for ages, for eons, and people use them consistently. How about if you start using them? How cool is that? I know I've applied them in my life and my whole life has changed. So I hope, I hope you'll do the same. I hope you'll step into your courage. The simple way to do it again is what I just said. You can also ask the question to get going. If I was courageous today, what are three steps I would take to change my life for the better? Thank you so much, Ken. Tell everybody the name of your book, where they can get your book and your website, please. All righty. The name of the book is The Courage to Change Everything. You can purchase that at my website at couragetochange.us. That's couragetochange.us. The Kindle version is also available on Amazon. And Gabe, thank you for uh, having me on this show. This is a, what you're doing is really helping people to make changes that they need in their life. I applaud you for that. And I applaud this show. Oh, I appreciate that. And thank you everybody for tuning in. And remember, please support the show. You can get one week of free, convenient, affordable, private online counseling anytime, anywhere, simply by visiting betterhelp.com slash psych central. We will see everybody next week. You've been listening to the Psych Central Podcast. Want your audience to be wowed at your next event? Feature an appearance and live recording of the Psych Central Podcast right from your stage. Email us at show at psychcentral.com for details. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show or on your favorite podcast player. Psych Central is the internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website run by mental health professionals. Overseen by Dr. John Grohall, Psych Central offers trusted resources and quizzes to help answer your questions about mental health, personality, psychotherapy, and more. Please visit us today at psychcentral.com. To learn more about our host, Gabe Howard, please visit his website at gabehoward.com. Thank you for listening, and please share widely. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day no matter how hard you try to make them go away, and then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. 1 in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com.